take 377 of doing the intro because George fucked up today. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Scott. My name is George, and with me as always is my best bud, Joey. Hey. And today, we're going to talk crime. It's joking, who? All right, so that is right. We're talking crime movies today, and of the, continuing on with our current freaking dilemma of these past three weeks, we're disagreeing on movies once again. I think from the, oh, yeah. from the early sounds of stuff. But before we get into that, we're going to be talking about the one and only Oscar nominations. Ooh, yeah. I don't know, man. I kind I feel like I called some of these out. I feel like we both called them out. You don't got to be all Mr. I'm so badass. We I both badass. called these off. I'm badass. The only one that you really called out on your own was Minari. And that's just because I didn't watch it. So that's not exactly fair. But other than that, yes. As for Best Picture, The Father. Oh, no. The Trial of Chicago 7. I feel like you had some doubts about that one. I did have doubts because I didn't realize they were going to do eight movies this year. And that's a crap ton more than they usually do. Usually it's just like six or five, I think. I don't know. But doing eight, I told you though, if, I'm pretty sure I said, if there was enough spaces, then yeah, I will get nominated. But I was right. I did tell you Judas and the Black Messiah was going to get nominated and it did. Mm-hmm. So we both, ironically, this list is perfect to what both of you, both of us said were going to yeah. happen. The only surprise one on here that happened was Sound of Metal, which I don't think... Neither one of us really said was going to be nominated. Um, I think we said that he that Riz Ahmed would get nominated for Best Actor, but not for Best Picture. I don't know, man. Someone's going to have to rewind the tape and figure it I out. I mean, go back two episodes. You, yeah. The lawyer listeners will probably go back and tell <laughs> us what they are. I, I mean, I still don't think it'll win. <laughs> you don't think it'll win? For Best Picture? No. Why? Why? Yes, it's a contender. It's a nominee. I, I mean, okay, then if we're talking about contenders, all these movies are contenders. Yeah, of course. But that's what you're saying, like, I don't think it's going to win. I don't think from the list of movies that it'll win. So you already know the winner? No. Oh. I just, I have, I can cut it down to maybe like four movies. Cut it down for me. Huh? Cut it down for me. I think uh, Minari has a lot of crazy amount of buzz right now. But you haven't watched it. No, I haven't. I'm not talking about what I'm thinking. What? No, I, I'm, I'm sa- talking about what I believe and what I think will happen. No, not from the movies I've watched. No, from you, the movies you've watched. Which oh. one? You've already cut out Sound of, Sound of Metal. So which, what's left? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Nomadland, and Promising Young Woman. Of the of the, if I can only say the ones I've watched, those are the four I would say have the highest probability of winning. No, but w- what's the number one? Um, out of all the movies on here. I kind of want to say Nomadland because it won the Golden Globe and it still has a bunch of buzz on it. Not personally my, what I would think is the the best picture. Um, Honestly, of the ones on here, what I would want to win is Judas and the Black Messiah because I think the movie is just extremely well done. And visuals were great. Storytelling was great. Acting was amazing. There wasn't really much that I felt needed to be cut out. Yeah. And it was a unique story from this past year. Uh, everything else, I, I'm really interested in Minari. I honestly do think that with the amount of buzz it has going around it, and I'm going to watch it in the next couple of weeks, Like I think it has a really good shot of winning just based alone on the whole like um, uh, the snowball effect of how much is coming out behind it. Plus, I mean, last year we did see Parasite win. 
So, I mean, as a quote-unquote foreign film, even though this year Minari didn't even get the nod for international film. Because I don't think it is. I honestly don't think it... Because you said, right? Yeah, if you watch it, I don't think it is. It doesn't even take place outside of the United States. mm -mm. And it's mostly, you said, still in English. Mm, Like, the main cast doesn't speak uh, English. So, I mean... I guess it just goes down to it. I think, and I think maybe that's where the difference is between the Golden Globes and this, because the Golden Globes is best foreign film mm-hmm. versus the in the Oscars it's called the best international film since it didn't it wasn't filmed internationally. Maybe that's their criteria of how they didn't get it caught. Maybe, um, but maybe. I don't know. I think it looks good, and I, I honestly really think I want, I really want to watch it just because of Steven Yeun. I won't, I'm not sure if like the basis for foreign film or international film like if it's based on the production company uh-huh. like oh it's a oh. it's a foreign production company or yeah. if it's an international film it's like it's an ant- international you know production company but then mm-hmm. all those other best pictures fall into that category too because they're all international right but who knows maybe it's like maybe it's like a category it, five i think oscars does it by distribution maybe i don't know Maybe it comes down to like, okay, there's five boxes you have to tick. Yeah. And you have to tick like four or three of them to be counted. <laughs> and then yeah. if, you, if you tick four of those, then you can be enrolled into the International Film Festival. Also, doesn't it depend on, I'm pretty sure when it comes to the Oscars, it depends on how they submit it, right? So if they submit it for, oh, that's true. for a given uh, category, then yeah. that's one way of doing it. But... I mean, who knows? I, I'm honestly really interested in watching Minari just because of how much buzz there is. And like I said, because Steven Yeun, and I really I really like his acting from I'll, The Walking Dead and stuff. And I mm-hmm. think he would be kind of cool to watch, actually. In an, for, and he got nominated for Best Actor, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I'm going to tell you right now, the hardest one that I feel like most people are going to have, if there's people doing like those like polls and like trying to figure out who... Uh, who will win? Yeah. Like, it's going to be Best Supporting Actress. Best supporting actress, you think? Yeah, that one's gonna be hard to like pin down. I mean, the that's Maria Bakalova for yeah. Borat, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, yeah. Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yo Young Yon uh, from Minari. I don't think Amanda Seyfried is gonna. Uh, actually, okay. it's Yu Young Yon. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm okay, all trying to correct. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I don't think Amanda Seyfried wins. I don't think she did enough in Mank to be able to. Climb. Oh wow! I, well, I'm interested in and uh, Olivia Coleman. You hear the that, Amanda? George is calling you out. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's fine. I'll call her out. I mean, I'm sorry. You just didn't have that much of a role in the movie. Like you weren't as important as some of the other roles you've done. Mm. I think Olivia Coleman might be an interesting one because the whole father is like an acting movie, and it's designed to be like talking and acting and not like any side things distracting yeah. away from people um, so that might be interesting uh, but yeah I don't know like there's gonna be what I found interesting is this year they took away sound editing sound mixing so there's no more confusion now it's just sound. best sound yeah best sound which looking at the did you see the nominations the for for best sound yeah oh, I'm looking at them right now they're honestly like I feel like there's only two movies that are at the top of the list for those. Yeah? Yeah. I, I didn't watch Greyhound, granted, or News of the Do World. Do you know what Greyhound is about? Probably a bus. 
<laughs> nah, it's about a it's about a submarine. So oh. so uh, oh yeah, I mean as we bus talk, like backwards uh, is sub sub. So. Yeah, I was close. <laughs> I was speaking I was speaking backwards just to get everybody awake and listening to the podcast. No, but yeah, great. It's about like being out in sea and like. Um, so I mean sound might fit into that I mean, one we talked about the hunt for red October that one because of the the beeping sounds that they created mm-hmm. so who knows maybe I honestly think that sound of metal should win and probably will win and then apparently there's a makeup and hairstyling but Pinocchio I didn't I didn't even hear about this movie this is, I did hear about it but I, I never watched it I didn't is, think anybody watched this it this is one of those weird years where like the most randomest of movies are getting nominated for things yeah because there wasn't the traditional movie going experience that we've had mm-hmm. so that kind of sucks uh there, i have a i have a tiny little bone to pick with one of these categories okay and it's something that happens consistently every year okay except for maybe like back in 2001 i believe oh and that's a uh, best animated feature oh because like Looking at it, uh-huh. we all talked about how much like Joey was talking about how he made me want to watch Crudes or whatever. And, yeah, mm, interesting. Crudes is not on here. <laughs> didn't get nominated. <laughs> but you know what did get nominated? Sean the Sean the Sheep movie. Sean the Sheep movie Farmageddon. And I'm just like, what? How is that even freaking possible that this movie got nominated? Like, why? Why? If you watch this movie. And you thought it was good. Let us know. I mean, try to convince me to watch this movie because I'm not going to watch it regardless. I just find it ridiculous that in a category about animation, not a single Japanese animated movie gets nominated. And it happens pretty consistently where they don't get nominated. Um, this year in particular, I, I was jumping on TikTok and like today when, or yesterday or today when all the nominations got up, a bunch of people were pissed about how like certain Japanese movies didn't get nominated. One of which is uh, Ride the Wave. Or something like that um it was it's a i think it's a netflix movie no that one wasn't a netflix movie oh. I, think was, I think it was a funimation movie maybe oh. but um let me guess their servers the no surfers. no it's about it's like a typical kind of almost like studio ghibli kind of movie where okay. like there's a supernatural aspect where two people a guy and a girl are like kind of in the ocean and they meet like a wave and that wave is a character on its own and then they're like they go, they fall in love. There's a little bit of action to it. And there's like a real emotional story beats and everything. I haven't watched the movie. I'm now interested in the movie because of how many people were pissed that it didn't get nominated. So I'm like, I'm probably going to end up watching it this week because I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. Everyone says it's good. I'll probably watch it. So, but you haven't seen a Sean the Sheep movie. No, I'm not going to watch I've seen. I know what it is too because I, like, I saw the poster. Yeah. And I was like, this fucking thing? Did but- they Nickelodeon show? It really? might be good. No, Joey, no. no How do you know? Because. You haven't seen it. Uh, you know, Joey. You know that No, I don't. They, yes, it is. Because <laughs> it's just how, like, oh, I don't want to watch Mean Girls. I don't want to watch any of these other popular I movies because they're it. so good. Yes, you did. You've literally told me this I didn't hundreds say of times. No. I don't want to watch it because it's just so lame and everyone's already No, that's not. It. I didn't never said that. Oh, no, sure. I've never said that it's because it's lame. I've said because I don't think I'll find it funny anymore as people who've seen it and fell in love with it the Mm -hmm. first time they saw it Mm -hmm. now it's just too late if i watch it now it's just gonna i'm just gonna be like oh like i don't know like i don't feel like i won't react the same way that's why i don't watch those movies not because i hate them or i think they're gonna suck i just but you but do you or do you not bag on movies before you even watch them a lot of the times yes (laughs) so then there you go that's the same thing i'm doing i'm bagging on this fucking shit show of a movie why don't you bag on over the moon 
on is it because there's pocs over the moon what what, what's over the moon no i haven't even looked into it it's the what about like the asian kids who like find like a creature or something like that Mm, i don't know i haven't looked at it no no i'm sure it probably deserves it more than sean the sheep movie farmageddon how do you know if you haven't seen him how do i know because just looking at the movie and looking at the the tv show it's made out of it looks stupid Yeah, but you can say that about a lot of cartoon movies. Like, everyone thought the Rugrats movie was going to be lame. I don't know who, who this everyone was. I, I was in it. From adults the at the time thought. Well, adults Rug- are stupid. <laughs> and you're an adult. Am I? Because I don't think I, yeah, I, I don't consider myself on. an adult. And yeah, so when people see Rugrats, ugh, that's for kids. But then when you actually watch it, you like, you're like, that's a sad, that's a sad movie. It's, it's about, an extremely sad movie. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I don't know. And then everybody, uh, the one thing people were complaining about is that the movie came out this past year that extremely blew up and that actually broke a lot of records for being an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the Demon Slayer movie, the Mujin Train one. That came out this year. I heard it hadn't even come out yet. Yeah, it came out. It already came out this past. Uh, it came out last. You're it sure was, about that? Because I literally positive. just had this conversation with somebody and. They have, like, all... It's out. I it's can guarantee out. you, yes. It's out. We can't watch it because it was released in Japanese and it was it hasn't actually, like, had a DVD release, but it had a box office release in Japan and in Asia, and it blew up the box records. Mm-hmm. Like, it was mm-hmm. highly anticipated, obviously, because Demon yeah. Slayer blew up this past year. And then, secondly, because it actually released in theaters, everyone went crazy over it, and it got a crap ton of money. And people were upset that it didn't get nominated. Like, how is this movie that got broke records and all this stuff didn't get nominated? And in my opinion, it's the same as always. It's because it's it's an anime, and because Oscars don't just like Oscars don't recognize superhero movies often. They're not gonna recognize an anime anime. I that's what I was gonna say too. I was like, you know what? It might be the case of like anime is at that point where it's like anime is its own like thing, yeah. like action movies and like. You know, like you said, superhero movies are never going to get like, well, not never, but like most of them are rarely, r- rarely are you ever going to see an Oscar nomination yeah, because course. like the it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes they say like, oh, well, I mean, it's a, there's nothing you, they feel like there's nothing unique about it, which most people are wrong about that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know. You could say that some animes, like, yes, they do follow the same tropes over and over again. And right. it's, it's kind of all the Some of them are kind of all the same. But there's some really unique ones, like you're saying Demon Slayer, that has a really unique art style. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's kind of, it really does stand out, right? in my opinion, as far as animes go. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're right about that. Yeah. Like that that was one that's like, you know, it has a really unique style, and you know, I have I don't know the story though, so I don't I really can't touch more than just saying like I saw the trailer, it looks good, and the art style looks like it's you know way right. over the top. And, and you watched really the anime good. though, right? I watched the anime, yeah. but I haven't seen the story of the the train part. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I don't. Who knows? Maybe the uh, Shaun the Sheep movie has a really heartfelt <clears throat> heartfelt story in it. That we don't know about, and we're just bagging on it, and I don't know. Over the moon, same thing. Wolfwalkers. I don't even know who, what the I heck mean, that's about. Like, I, I'm day. hoping it's about will, wolves and not like <laughs> some like. Oh no, that's the name of the forest that the this <laughs> you know the woodland creatures live in. Like, oh god. I think at the end of the day, though, it doesn't really matter because we all know that probably Soul is gonna win. 
Like, it's at this point where, like, mm-hmm. Pixar movies usually end up winning unless there's, like, a really artsy film that can't, comes out yeah. that, like, can top it. And it's very rare when that actually oh, does man, happen. man, I just looked up Wolf Walkers. I wish I didn't. Oh, no. What is it about some kid trying to be... It has, like, a really old art style. Oh, does it? On Yeah. Like, old, anim- like, animated? Like, Disney animated old? Or what are you talking about? Yeah, like, uh... Like, back to drawings, you know? Okay. That's not that terrible. Like, like that. Oh, so it's kind of an artsy, kind of weird. So it is kind of artsy. So I'm like, you know what? (sighs) Hey, man. You know, to each their own. This is a a weird year living in a pandy. I will say this. Out of the two that are kind of, I would have, I think I, if you were to put in a animated, an anime in here, which one would you replace? Which one would I replace? Yeah. Uh, you already know my answer. Soul? No. Oh. I would replace the Farmageddon movie. Oh. <laughs> I'd totally replace that movie. It looks like a it looks like a Nickelodeon movie. How does a Nickelodeon movie get nominated? That's my only thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. But yeah, that's what the one I would replace. <laughs> Hands down, I would replace that. This is ridiculous. Okay. What would I put in it? There's a few different movies I would put in it. I mean, I didn't get to watch the Demon Slayer movie, so I have no idea. Yeah. I want to. I'm, I'm probably going to end up paying to watch it because I like that anime. Yeah. And then... A lot of people were also getting upset and like, why didn't the freaking My Hero Academia movie get nominated? And I'm like, Did I, that I, come out in 2020? Yeah, I think it came out in the early 2020. I think it came out February, January. I think. But I'm not sure, though. Hmm. I, I don't remember. I know you watched it in yeah. theaters, so I think it was this past year, but I'm not sure. I don't remember if it was this past year. Holy crap. It probably was, because I think I tried to watch it, because I started My Hero during the pandy. I think no, I w- I watched it before you even started watching it. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. That I wa- I started the movie. I started watching mm-hmm. My Hero during the pandy, and during mm-hmm. the pandemic was right before then, like a month or two, is when you had watched the movie in theaters, and you told me like, oh, I'm gonna go watch an anime movie. Mm. So I think that's what ended up. That's why it's like so similar, and I think that's why it did come out last year. But I could be wrong. Yeah. And then uh, and then again, there's the other problem with like, how do those work? Do does it work with like what when does the year really start for the Oscars? Does it start like typically February or does it start January? It's like November or something? Because wait, what are you talking about? November? Like the earliest submission is like November, I think. Right, but like when is the when what movie can be nominated? Because there's always movies that are nominated like at the beginning oh. of the year. So like, is there like nomination no. year starting like for Feb- everything that came out in that specific year? Yeah. Because then how does movies that came out in January get nominated for that year? That's what I've never understood. I think there's like a cap. Like like um like a like oh there has the movie has to have come out like two months before or a month prior or something like so that. So like they could have came out in a festival mm-hmm. but ju- uh, oh, like they've been in certain amount of right. festivals and then they their like release date is January or February. Right, okay. That like that's what happened with Get Out. It didn't really do any festivals, it just went straight Straight to theaters yeah theaters in february yeah and people were like whoa like it's like that sucks i hope people remember this movie by the time Mm -hmm. and it it did last (laughs) it lasted like a really long time in theaters Mm -hmm. and because it was a crazy movie that we hadn't really like seen that kind of idea and stuff so Mm -hmm. obviously but like it always sucks for movies that come out at the beginning of the year and they're like remember me like i I can't i had a good good run there's a lot of crazy um did you read about all the uh records that were set this year when it came to the Oscars 
Uh, for example, this is the first time that two women are nominated for Best Director. Oh, I didn't know that. This is the first time ever. Apparently, a record number of non-white actors are nominated for our Oscars. Uh, oh, I know one that... Yeah. Oh, I think you might have just said, yeah, non-Native American actors are, are nominated yeah. for Best Actor. Yeah, Not white, yeah. essentially. <laughs> uh, Viola Davis is now the most uh, Oscar-nominated black actress ever. Oh, really? Yeah. She, I was surprised because I, I was surprised but at the same time when I look back I'm like why Holly Davis is always getting nominated she's like freaking Meryl Streep yeah. like, always, she came out of something nominator same thing with Glenn Close she's been yeah. nominated a whole bunch True. she just hasn't won that much yeah which is that's what of, you want to hear what has you know won the most yeah of course but it, like it's hard to win an Oscar man it's not easy <laughs> no I know um opponent Chloe Zhao is the most Oscar nominated woman in a single year because she got nominated four times. For what? Best director. Okay. Best picture. Uh, best writer. Oh. Oh, best adapted screenplay and then best editing. Most like uh, nominated woman, right? You said? Yes, in a single oh, okay. year. I thought you said person. I was no, like, no, no, there's no, no way, dude. No, like, no, I know no. there's like a guy, there's. I forgot there was somebody who was like nominated for a bunch, like I think six or seven, like different things. But it's because be he came out with two different movies, and mm-hmm. he was a writer on, on on both of them, probably on both of them, and like he did something else, or like he I forgot. But I was like, oh damn, that's a lot. It is. Anyways, and then Stephen Yoon is the first Asian American Best Lead Actor nominee, mm-hmm. which is dope, cool. And Riz Ahmed's the first like Muslim, Muslim. Mm-hmm. yeah, Muslim. And then the Yeon Yu Young is the first Korean nominated for an acting Oscar. Oh, wow. Which is dope, man. I'm like, I think it's cool. I think it's awesome. I want to see the movies. I mean, I saw Resume in Sound of Metal. I thought he did pretty cool. I thought he did okay. I don't think he was amazing. Uh-huh. But the story was just, it wasn't all there for me. Mm-hmm. As, as you want to know my thoughts, on, then go back to that. <laughs> but moving on to today's podcast. Wait, hold on. I saw a trailer. What trailer did you watch? <laughs> I watched the Voyagers trailer. Voyagers, the yeah, Voyagers. dude. It's like it literally puts the question of like if you were to eliminate like man's like like main drive, pretty much eat, kill, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, have sex or whatever. Um, Why did you go into like a deep like sad like oh, soft I don't know. soothing word? Eat, have. Sex mm-hmm. <laughs> for all the ladies out there. No, um, so pretty much if you got eliminated, that like will we have a better society? Pretty mm. much, and there's like these kids who are like taking this like blue drink and like it doses them and has them have like no pr- practically no emotions, right? Okay. And they're going off into space and they're gonna, you know, you populate know, the space, yeah, con- yeah, pretty much to populate this new world, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy came up with this idea and like he's he's leading the charge and he's like command he's on the ship right mm-hmm. what suddenly when some of the kids are like saying like why are we drinking this or whatever mm. and then they're like yeah well, I'm not gonna drink it and then they stop drinking it and, and they're then like shit happens no and then they real like their hormones take over all their like suppressed ho- suppressed hormones just go like up to a hundred you know and like they're like killing like they're having sex with each other they're like killing each other they're like eating all they want like Mm -hmm. they're pretty much doing every fucking so lord of the rings in space 
What? No, Lord of the Rings. Excuse me. Lord of the Flies in space. Yeah. And it's literally Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it's kind of like Lord of the Flies, but there's women. There's girls in it. So okay. it's not just guys. Yeah. And there's, uh, <laughs> and then there's like, the it's like almost like Wizard of Oz too, because there's a guy who's like kind of. Behind a curtain? Behind a curtain, yeah. Like literally just like talking over a microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this it's. Like, kind of like one of those experimental Lord of the Flies movies. Like it's not, not nothing we haven't seen before then. Um. Does anybody famous come out in it? Yeah, Colin Farrell. The guy from Ready Player One comes out in it. Oh, the uh, kid. Yeah, Trey something Sheridan. Mm. Um, oh, uh, Johnny Depp's daughter comes out in it. Oh, what's her name? Rose Depp. Lily Rose. Lily Rose Depp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So I, mean, I, I don't. I think it looks good, man. Yeah, it's a good sci-fi thriller. Um, Neil Berger directed it. I don't know who that is. Uh, he did another movie. Let me look up real quick. <laughs> he did another movie. What movie? Nah. I don't know what movie <laughs> he did, but I know he did another one. Uh, let's see. He he did the Limitless series. Oh, the TV series. Yeah, he like produced. He produced it and yeah. and the movie. And he directed the movie. Oh, he directed the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And you you'll like this part. Mm-hmm. He was also the director for The Illusionist. Oh, cool. Yeah. Not not as good as The Prestige because they came out about the same time. But yeah, but it was all right. A, I like yeah. Limitless better. Limitless is a good movie. And for the Divergent fans, he also did that, the first Divergent. Oh, wow. Joyous days for them, I guess. Huh? <laughs> I didn't like those movies. I didn't watch them. No. I watched like I watched like parts of them, like a good probably hour out of each of them. They're boring. Yeah? Yeah. The, the, I feel like the acting or the... It's always tough to really like tell whether it's the acting or the writing that's bad. So I think the writing was bad, and then the acting was just kind of like blah because they realized that it was kind of a boring yeah. script. And that's the problem, man. And that's the problem with what I have with the little things. Oh, I was gonna say like <laughs> space movies and sci-fi, but okay, let's talk about the little things. Whatever you want to do, man. Let's, yeah. We can talk about the little things. I really like the little things. So all right, let's save that to the end because you get all emotional. You get I all don't get that. emotional. Yes, you do. You Shut up! No, I don't. You start screaming. And I yelling. don't start screaming. You start screaming. <laughs> you were just screaming at me earlier. Yeah, oh, I kept I'm, it nice I'm and cool, like, like a cucumber. Yeah, all right. Look at all the high <laughs> hollering. All right. So you want to talk about? Uh, in the shadow of the moon. In the shadow of the moon, mm-hmm. which, uh <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I okay. I like the premise of it. Like I, I, I started liking. Like in the beginning, I was. Uh, I originally liked it because it looked like it was like a real good crime drama. Like I, I mm. didn't know what, you know, I didn't watch much of the trailer. I just like you know how Netflix just puts the yeah, like like here, look at this. Like this I'm like ah oh, no, yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it, we've talked about this so many times yeah. like I appreciate it and I also hate it Netflix yeah. like, stop doing this because then I get stuck yeah. watching five minutes of a show you know of a and, movie. <laughs> and then uh, so I was like oh but look that looked pretty cool though and then so I, I started watching and I was I was really intrigued like just right off the bat like um, it starts off with like three murders right that, that that's what mm-hmm. you see right yeah and these two cops start going out and like trying to solve it and at first i was like so i've been watching a lot of like forensic like guys talking about for i've been watching a lot of documentaries lately and one some of the things that i watched was like oh every movie you see they do the forensic part 
wrong no matter what mm-hmm. and he's like they always do picking it up with a pen which mm-hmm. you should never do that's something that no cop is ever allowed to do because yeah, it gone but stuff does get shifted when they're looking around mm-hmm. but it's usually unintentional like if they know it's evidence they don't touch it right and then uh they're like you no one is ever wearing like the full like mask and like gloves and gloves and, and everything <laughs> yeah and it's like and if they are there's way too many of them like you wouldn't want like you wouldn't want like 20 of the guys in there like doing stuff like that's yeah, too many not. hands yeah. like, like you want like two three guys yeah and in this movie they never do that like there's like there's a crime scene and it's just all cops yeah it's just, it's just regular cop, B it's cops just, and it's just, detectives yeah it's just regular because yeah and i was like okay what and i i guess maybe that took me off right off the bat because i was like wouldn't it be like a CSI guy or something mm-hmm. or somebody like yeah. collecting evidence? Okay. And this guy's over here tapping some dude's head, like, <laughs> like some not, dead not, guy. Not some, yeah. mom and shit. <laughs> some dead dude's head. I was like, what the it's heck? It's hollow. Yeah. And I, and anyways, but I was like suspending my disbelief. I was like, okay, like you get taken out of movies so badly. It's like I do. suddenly you're like, no, this isn't real. I can't believe this. It's a fucking movie, Joey. I know. <laughs> it happens. It happens like this though. Like all those thoughts, like like it happens in an instant, and I'm like, okay, just stop. Like keep watching. <laughs> like keep watching. Keep watching. And so anyway, so I'm watching, and then like I started listening to what they're saying or yeah. whatever, and then uh, they do the tropes like, how's my sister? Like. No one ever says that. And I don't know. I was like, okay, the writing's meh. And then you start getting into the plot, into mm-hmm. the story. And I'm digging the plot. Yeah. I'm digging the story. Where it loses me is at, like, I think maybe halfway th- through, th- through the movie where you find out, like, the reasoning behind the killer's motive or whatever. Mm. And I was like, oh, like, uh, that's not what I wanted. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I want. I'm gonna turn it <laughs> off. <laughs> no, I didn't turn it off. But I was like, I was like, oh, it's it's this uh, whole, uh, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, the, I don't want to ruin it for people who want to watch it. Like mm. I, I honestly do want people to watch it because it's honestly an interesting movie. It is. And, yeah. and it, it is a, a <laughs> me drinking a cup of tea. Mm. Like it, it, it is a certain person's like cup of tea like yeah for me it's not because it's i've seen it so like the like um i'm trying to i'm blanking on a name here but it's like i don't know i hate when movies say do the whole like america is the world Mm. so like if you if something happens in america it's gonna happen around the world and it's gonna destroy everything and i don't really like that all too much because sometimes i'm like i don't know like you you they used to do that in like all like superhero movies and they stopped doing that because they they're a lot of them realize like you know there's there's other factors we have to add add other factors in like oh Mm -hmm. like america safe like there has to be like other factors you know that and that's when they start pulling in other heroes and then that's how they you know, Avengers kind of thing. Stuff's so like, oh, you know, this is happening all over the world. This is not just right. happening here. And that kind of opens up that storyline, you know? And superheroes are now doing... Superhero movies are now doing that, which kind of 
branches branches it out a little bit. Again, this is a little movie. That's why I'm like, yeah, I suspended it. It's a two-hour I, movie. I, I, yeah, it's a exactly tour. Like, go deep into the MCU with 50 <laughs> hours of like world building. And then, and that's my case in point for this this uh, movie is that I think it would have worked better as a TV show hmm. and not as a movie. Like, and I don't know. That's the thing, though. It's like there's so many movies and that are like yeah that could be better as a TV show. Obviously, yeah. especially if you like them, like the type of show or like the theme that's going on or the the. The way that they're showing the framing devices that they're doing it, right? Yeah. The, this movie does a thing where, like, it jumps every nine years. I don't think that's yeah. a spoiler. It's just something that happens. It's part of the plot. Uh, and it literally says it in the description synopsis on Netflix, so it's yeah. fine. It does a thing. It jumps that nine years. And I think, obviously, we've seen this is something that happens in this movie and that happens in Little Things, where, like, we've had this kind of framing device. It's called True Detective. True Detective mm-hmm. has done this multiple times. It's like where they like, there's a there's a crime that took place a long time ago, and there's a crime that's going on now, and you gotta find the parallels yeah. and figure everything out. And like, yeah, it's it's a good thing that we before wasn't a thing in movies and television. Yeah. And now because it's gotten popular, everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. What I like about this is that it's a crime thriller with sci-fi, mm. and I think that they did it really well. Is the acting the best? It's all right from some people. Some people kind of phone it in or whatever. But, like, is the story, the plot good? Yes. I think the idea of how the science works, be it real or be it fake, makes sense and it's kind of cool. I think they stuck to their idea of, like, this is what uh, this world is like and we're going to keep that true. Like, all all the, like, secondary background stuff of, like, like how the science, how what is going on? It's hard to describe this without really saying, right? Yeah. But like all the stuff that goes on, sciency wise, and works well with the story itself. Yeah. And the framing devices they use with like skipping nine years is interesting and smart, and it does well. Mm. And that's why I like the movie, and I think I like this movie so much because they did the whole "what the hell's going on" thing really yeah. well. Like, the entire time, I was, the beginning was kind of slow, and I, not slow, it was just kind of like, like, okay, this is just kind of like a beat cop with his buddy trying to figure yeah. out a case. Like, cool, I've seen this movie a hundred times. And then it slowly starts evolving, and I'm like, whoa, what the heck's going on? Yeah. And then more happens, and then more happens, and then the nine-year time skipped, and you're like, wait, what the heck? Yeah. Very well done. Like, I was intrigued, and I was captivated once, like... I got invested into the story and I cared about the characters. Yeah. I feel like I cared about them enough. And that's something that I think is really important when you're doing a crime thriller is like, if your main character sucks or if your villain sucks, then you're not, you don't have a movie, man. Yeah. It, it all, it all hinges on your protagonist and antagonist. And if there's no real like foil there, then, then the movie is boring, man. Like there's no story. And it was nice having heart with this dude who has like a pregnant wife who has a child, who has a friend, who has the annoying, like, brother-in-law. Like, there was... That was another was thing, relationships. too. I, I didn't see, like, why are you so obsessed with this, like, with this uh, girl, you know? Yeah. Like, like I get it. It's like, oh, I, I got to get to the bottom of, like, why she, you know... Right. 
why she's there again or whatever, right. you know, or why mm-hmm. does this keep happening? Mm-hmm. I get that. But enough to go crazy and like, you know, like become a bum. Like, you like I'm like abandon everything around Abandon you? everything. I'm like, I don't see how this, like maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think, I feel like there's like, there's reasons, and that's the thing with both of these movies, right? And I think that's maybe maybe that's just a thematic thing that happens in all crime thrillers is like there is an obsession, mm-hmm. usually shared by both the protagonist and the antagonist. Yeah, right. It, like oh, in yeah. Seven, right? There's the the protagonists are both trying to figure out what the heck is going yeah. on, what makes this kind of a killer, and then we got Kevin Spacey who's obsessed with trying to finish his like masterpiece. Yeah. And in this movie, you kind of have that slight obsession, but it's it's not like it's not understood why. Especially, I don't think the I don't think the obsession is understood until the third time jump. By like the obsession by who? By the main character. Yeah, I feel like there's only one obsession, and it's the main character. There, you don't really get the there. And this is what bothers me. I I feel like by the end of it, there was, never was an antagonist. And, right. I, and I'm like, oh, like the, I would have really liked that the motive that there be no like he never finds out. Mm. Like that would have made it like for me like oh like you're left with the, this mystery like right. he and he, like he kind of feels like he might have wasted his life. Mm-hmm. Like that would have made it a little bit more poetic for me. Right. But you don't. You find out and at the end and um, you the whole time I'm like, okay, like. He became obsessed. Now he's not obsessed. Maybe he just changes his obsession to something else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's why I, kinda, I think, like, for me, the second half, I was, like, kind of, like... Let down. N- let down and almost, like, kind of losing... Not losing interest, but I was like, okay, like... I, I feel like I know where this is going. I And, uh, by the way, I called it, like, the, the ending, I called it mm-hmm. from the very first... Like, when the first encounter yeah me too i called it dude i was like yeah. oh, i knew it well, yeah, i, I mean, knew it i knew it there's <laughs> something about it like i even called after the second time jump i even called the science <laughs> oh the science yeah like i noticed it immediately yeah and that's like a and that's a shame because it's it's very well by the second time they tell you Right. Well, before that whole section happens with with calling with the person who tells you, uh-huh. I I figured it out before that. Really? Yeah. How? You remember the season three of True Detective and uh-huh. how like there was a big thing about how, well, it's in the the title in the Shadow of the Moon, right? There's a thing about the uh, moon. One, the moon being yeah. a big thing. Two, True Detective has already made me like realize and look at those little tiny details about like was it a moonless night? Was yeah. it a full night? I don't know. And then I noticed it in the first night when they show it and then the second night when they're driving at one point they're showing like just landscape shot you see the moon and I'm like oh then it's clearly this. <laughs> in the second one they they were in um it was all during the day. It was but until the until until the night starts happening cuz it, it starts in the morning. It starts in the very morning as yeah. they make breakfast pancakes with ice cream. And then they go along the story and then it shifts to nighttime. Oh. Uh, and it's when they're doing all their like quote unquote detective investigation oh, stuff. And right, right. Thing, they show the outside and they show the moon. And I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. that totally. I was like, I was like how? It. Like, there's, I don't think I, I, well, maybe I don't remember that part. It was like two seconds. It was yeah. literally right next to the freaking bridge. Mm. And I was just watching and I saw it. Because I was like entranced by the movie because I was like really invested in it. And I was like, mm. oh, this is kind of cool. Like, 
I want to see how this works. And then I call the beginning in the beginning and then I call the whole like way the science yeah. works and now I'm like, all right, now I'm just in it for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's good. Like, honestly, I think it was well done. I think, I think the, the idea they used was smart. But overall, like, there needed to be more of a reason for the for the main character's obsession. Because, like, him... I feel like it, it was sprouted because his... Partner? Partner died. <gasps> and, Spoiler! I mean, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to spoil the shit out of little things because I want to have an honest conversation with you about it. Like, I don't... And I'm just like, that's not a good enough reason to be obsessed. Yeah. Like, given what happens in the first segment... To what happens in the second segment, this seems whack. It's like a whack yeah. reason to go crazy. I'm like, you could have done things differently. It would have been fine. Yeah. And that's probably what the whole, like, that's kind of what the thing is like, oh, you should do things differently, you know? And I don't know. I think it's worth a watch. I do think it, especially since yeah. it's free on Netflix and almost everybody has Netflix. Like, yeah. you should watch it. It's a good movie. It's not too long. I think, I think the story and the world building that they do is smart. And I think the first hour, it's gonna you're gonna like zip right through it, and then yeah. you're gonna hit a brick wall. Yeah, I stopped <laughs> before the last thirty minutes of the movie, so like right before the last segment. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> that happened. We figured all this out in the first thirty minutes of the movie, but yeah. nice little bow tie ending, I guess. Yeah, it was all right. Right. It was all right. I, I mean, I no, think I it was better than the little things. Oh, I don't think so at all. But we have our differences in that. But before we move on, yeah, what do you rate this movie? Uh, I give it like a. I give it a seven point seven, and it's weird because like I think it's a seven point five, but I think it has the possibility of me on a good day really, really enjoying this movie, and I was really digging it when I watched it. So I like it's close to an eight. Honestly, because it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable, watchable movie. I don't think there was really that much wrong with it. So, what did you give it? A 7.8? 7. Oh, it's just a 7? 7.7. 7.7. Yeah, I give it like a 6. Yeah. Like a just solid 6. It was just Not, good. Yeah, which, I mean, I could have given it a 5. Because yeah, no, I, I only enjoyed it. like about half the movie. But I honestly did like the some of the acting. Mm. Uh, like some, I like Michael C. Hall, mm. who who's Dexter, mm-hmm. and then um, barely had a role in the movie. But yeah. Barely had a role, but I feel like he didn't overplay it. He didn't underplay it. There's a really good line where he's like, he says something along the lines of like, "I'm the douchebag brother-in-law." It's yeah. okay, I know it. Yeah, right. But you're still family, and I was like, that was a real god to like god honest fucking moment in the movie where I was like. That's believable. Yeah. And, like, you kind of redeemable part of him is that at least he knows he's an ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he was, like, good throughout the movie. Like, he didn't... Some people can, like, play the angry brother-in-law, mm-hmm. like, super well. Mm-hmm. And then... Or you can play the, like, stoic one. But mm-hmm. he kind of played it in, in between. You can kind of tell he's mad, but he's not really, like... He, it's almost like he's frustrated. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, he's angry with the way the situation happened. It is not mm-hmm. how he wanted it. Yeah. And that's the only thing that kind of sucks about the whole thing. I think if I was younger, I would have really liked this movie. Like I think mm. if like we were if this movie would have came out when I was in high school, 
I would have been like, yo, this is a good movie. Yeah, because we've just seen these ideas now. Yeah, these it, it took a bunch of different ideas and put them together. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it did it good enough. It was someone, <laughs> someone wrote something along the lines that I was looking at is like, it's Terminator meets um, a crime thriller. And I was like, hey, yeah. that's a pretty accurate description of what happens in this yeah. movie. Yeah, and it really did give me the like Terminator vibes where yeah. it's like, uh-huh. you know, it's for the future. Yeah. All right, so speaking of the future... Going into the past again with 1985 yeah. and 1990. <laughs> another movie, the, the Little Things, another movie that does the whole freaking true detective thing. I don't think it did the true detective thing as much. No. As like like with the time jumps. Because it literally is just like one thing. Oh, no, there is no time jump, really. They, they go they in just, between. They just flashback. No. Yeah, well, which is flashbacks. It's still time jumping. And I don't think it's the same thing as time jumping. Because time, if they time jumped, they would have gone back and told you the whole okay, story of how that came. They literally just do a flashback of his memory of that one night. Right. Right? And to me, this movie, it's really good because, it, honestly, it's like a character study for me. I, I, I saw it, and I, th- and I didn't think too much of the plot. I was like, okay, it's a throwaway plot. It's like a mm-hmm. murder mystery, right? But I think it's a very good character study of like these, of these three characters, mm. of three different types of obsessions, or almost like not obsessions. Like I don't know. Like you look at Jared Leto's character. Let's start yeah. with that. Let's start with him. The best character in the whole movie. And didn't I say? Um, when you watched it, didn't you wish he played the Joker that way? Yes and no. No? No. Because he it's not my style, Joker. He's the way that Gerald Leto played it is kind of aloof, but also really plain and boring, and that's not how I I think the Joker is. You think is. he was boring? Honestly, I think the entire fucking movie was boring. You thought the whole movie was boring? Yeah, man. Oh no. Oh, man. Dude, like I get the whole idea of like the character study. I get it. Like yeah, 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 it's about trying to figure out how these three people's obsessions work and but like that's the problem is like there's no real heart to it. I don't care about any of these characters. None of them. I don't give a shit about Rami Malek, who has like a wife and two kids. Yeah. I don't care that Denzel like ruined his life because of a case that he couldn't solve yeah. five years prior. I only barely care about Jared Leto because I think he's slightly funny and sm- the smartest of the three people, even though he's an idiot. Yeah. But like, that's it. Like, other than that, like the crime parts of it, it was so phoned home. Like, there was no mystery to it at all. It was just kind of like. It was just like, here's the, there's murders happening. We don't know who's doing them. All right, back to figuring out if there's angels in this world. And it's like, okay, <laughs> cool, I guess. It was really good, dude. I, uh, I it really, it, really was not. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I thought like, so like, I feel like Jared Leto's uh, I character is very, it's very much one of those characters of people that get characterized a lot as like, that guy looks like he did it. Oh like, yeah. Like like mm-hmm. if you were a neighbor and you had Jared Leto as your neighbor and you heard that someone got got butchered and like <laughs> and killed out in the street, yeah. You you'd be like, oh, it's probably our fucking <laughs> yeah. crazy ass neighbor. Yeah, like, <laughs> if it's, it's in my area, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, and it's in your area, it's in your neighborhood, and then like you, I cops ask you, it's like make assumptions, Joey. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, hey, you seen anybody suspicious? I'm like, no, I mean, I. 
I mean, I guess my neighbor's kind of weird, but there's I mean, nothing. He's just weird. He, but he's been he's been weird. Like, he's the, what do you mean by weird? And then, then he cops go down blood that stains. Yeah, he came home with blood stains one day. But then he said there were oil marks, but I know they look like blood stains. And then stuff a like, bloody knife. Yeah, <laughs> carrying around a decapitated leg. But like, it's like what that character is like, very oddly like, like misconstrued or or placed in that category is like weird dude has a limp greasy <laughs> hair I, I love how it's like like you're trying to describe a weird guy and you're like weird dude second adjective has a limp that makes him weird <laughs> have you seen people all with a limp they're weird no they're it's just shady yeah well it's, <laughs> it's just like a, like unknown injury kind of thing that's what uh, I mean like it, like like it, it would have been like if I said like oh weird dude <laughs> <laughs> number one weird dude still weird, top of the yeah, list so start off with weird dude and then you add like sunken eyes and then like always has a cut in his hand like <laughs> like what why, why? what's he doing yeah I don't does know does he not know how to cut avocados yeah same thing with the the, the has a limp like yeah. I don't, we never they're like we're like oh he has a limp for uh-huh. some reason <laughs> and they're like <laughs> that's a weird character choice but okay right but, but like no, it's not a weird character choice. That's the thing. Because that person will get carried like, oh, what? He's probably been dragging something. Like, as a cop, if you look at it in the eyes of a cop, you look at that guy as like, prime suspect, right? <laughs> you're like... Yeah, and you're already like, this is this is the problem with the system. You immediately, dude has a limp. He clearly was in a fight. <laughs> you're making him into the bad guy. You just hit the nail on the head. Problem with the yeah, system. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I agree with that. And I, one of the things that I, I really loved about this movie, and I, I think I mentioned to you, like... And that you, one night, yeah, yeah. That one night, and then I that the one bullet that's shot in this whole movie is by a cop. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, yeah, right. And it's like wow, like just the idea of that, like that they're already pinning it on this dude who hasn't shown no proof other than like their gut feeling, right? Yeah. And the fact that like he's a weird he he's a, he says he's a crime buff, mm-hmm. and he he like. He starts saying all this like different weird kind of right. like jokes, but like kind of grim and dark. Yeah, it's extremely dark humor. Yeah, it's extremely dark humor, and but he's a weird dude, so like you kind of just write it off as that. Like, yeah, of if, course, as a regular person, but as a detective, especially an obsessed detective yeah. like what's his name, Denzel Washington's character. I sorry, I forgot his name. I don't. I don't know any of their names either. Oh, Deacon. That's his Deacon. Name. Yeah. And then you look at Deacon, who he's like devils in the details, right? And which no, that's is not a, what he says. He says it's in the little things. Is it? In the, he says it's in the little things. Uh, Jared Leto's character, Swampa, whatever his name is, he says the devils in the details. I noticed it because I was like, wow. he said, because Deacon says it like three or four times. It's in the little things. Yeah. It's always in the little things. That's yeah. how you get. He says, it's the in the little things is how you get caught. Yeah. Which is an interesting phrasing because it's how you get caught. Yeah. Or he says you or we get caught, yeah. not how they get caught. Yeah. So, like, it's a weird phrasing, but, it, like, considering what you mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. And then, like, also, um, did you know who's, who, like, like not maybe famously, but who's, who wrote that a lot? Mm. Uh, Arthur. Pendragon? No, Arthur Coyle. Arthur... Oh my God! Who the Sir guy? Arthur Conan Yeah, uh, the guy who wrote the Sherlock Holmes stories, yeah. and that was like a thing for that was uh, Sherlock Holmes' main thing, mm-hmm. where it's like 
he looked at little 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 um details that people would usually like go like oh who cares you know right it's like oh like he just recently changed his glasses like Mm -hmm. how do you know that it's like one of the screws is bigger than the other he obviously had to get it so like Mm -hmm. where did he get so he and he looks like he did it recently so he might have gone something you know little things like that and um i love that about denzel washington's character that because he really did do that like little things that you write off like oh there's there's a, there's a pack of beer and it's like mm-hmm. and then the kind of beer that he, he's like can i see the the pack of beer and you right. think he's like oh he's just gonna drink them or whatever mm-hmm. but then you find out that you know he finds them in the trash or something like that and right. so, so he's just pinning these like little he's making these little connections right to this person right mm-hmm. and he thinks boom i got my man like i got these little yeah. things but and that's the thing like he's just so obsessed that he doesn't see yeah. that like and then um he's got what, tunnel vision he's got tunnel vision and then you look at uh rami malik's character right weird has what no, i'm just kidding <laughs> weird has a limp it has a limp <laughs> weird has some kids <laughs> wife oddly doesn't like him <laughs> Which is, I thought that was the most interesting thing is that is like he has like an ex- a strange relationship with his wife throughout the movie, yeah. and I was just like, what is this fucking dude's problem? Like, why is his wife not like with him? And I guess it's just because of how difficult the case has been. But at the same time, yeah. I'm like, this suspicious. You looking sus, man? Yeah, and then he he kind of represents like you know the fence to me. He's mm. a guy who's on the fence. And that's why he was good. Like, do we replace him with you? Because you're good. You you mm-hmm. look at facts and you, yeah. you you and he's he's he looks at facts and he follows mm-hmm. just truth. He doesn't go on gut instinct. He doesn't go on the little details or the little things, right? Right. And slowly, you know, Deacon turns him. Mm-hmm. And that's what and then not only that but he's being like, it's like he's being turned, like he's being held by Jared Leto's character. Mm-hmm. It's like these two characters are spinning a ball together and that ball is Rami Malik, and he's swirling down mm-hmm. and he's, and they're dragging him. And then I saw that through this movie where it's like, they're just like, like Rami Malik, like you're, you, as you're watching the movie, you're watching this character, like go down this, like this road that you, you're like, dude, you're not Jared Leto literally drives him down this road <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and Deacon follows him yep. and um and I there's so much like metaphors in this and then it's like it's so well done like at least in my in my view when I was watching I was like wow this is really well done like the way they're doing like they're dragging this guy down with them and literally he digs his own grave like Rami Malek digs his own grave in this movie and is just really good. I feel like, and in and, and then Deacon, <sighs> Deacon like really really like puts the last nail on the coffin for Rami, mm. where he makes him feel like he did the right thing at the end. Yeah, and, and I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like this guy is never like he literally just made himself like made recreated himself in this guy, mm-hmm. and it's just I thought it was really well done. I thought it was just a very good. For all those reasons I just said, it's just uh, it's a very good character study and it's a very good like character driven story. Yes, there is a lot that 
they do wrong like the whole biting thing i was like dude they like it's that, nonsense man Fucking that nonsense. has been disproven already yeah. like by like so many people yeah. but well, this is the 90s, 90s. so <laughs> i guess but there's so many little things that like <laughs> i was like eh, <laughs> pun not intended but uh that like they get wrong but they get the characters really right and they made the plot to their to those characters like it was really well woven for those characters to just go down that line Hmm. but i don't know why why didn't you like it honestly it's just because i felt like i i felt like i knew what they were trying to do and their story was smart Mm. and like i thought it would work really well Mm. problem is they just failed at writing it man yeah like it was just there was too many parts like with the whole like bite thing right there's that Mm. whole section with the bite there's a whole section with him just like walking around, going places that like mean nothing, driving places that don't really like go anywhere, and really long shots that could have just been taken out. It's like if you're doing a character study, then focus on the characters. If you're doing a crime thriller, then focus on the thrills of trying to figure out this like deeply interwoven story. And like I had a lot of discussions with a few different people where like, oh, this movie was meant to be a film noir movie. And I'm like, okay, but this is not a film noir movie. Like, it's still not done in that style. It's not done with, like, an intricate, really complex storyline of trying to figure out multiple people who could have done it. And that's not what this movie is. It's not a crime thriller. It's not not a thriller. And it's not really even about the crime. It's literally just about... It's a psychological look at an individual and how they work. And in that sense, it's done very lazily. And like the writing and there's not enough dialogue in it to for me to be like, this is a character study. Because if a character study is you're supposed to see two characters or more interact with each other to see how their opinions and reviews diametrically oppose each other. And you don't get that enough in this movie. I feel like one of the best sequences of the movie is at the end when Jared Leto is talking to uh, Rami Malek's character. Like that whole section... That was good. Mm-hmm. And that should have been more across the entire process. I almost feel like Denzel, Denzel's character is pointless to have in this. Like, this movie would have probably been better with just Rami Malik mm-hmm. and Jared Leto trying to figure out who the heck did it. But, like, mm-hmm. you write this story and you're trying to... I feel like they were, the, the writer, the director was trying to make this really opulent idea and it just failed in the sense of, like, we just made a really long movie with some decent parts of acting otherwise like there is no real like who done it part to it mm. but you're trying to still shove the whole who done it into it it's like i don't care at the end like and it's sad to say i don't care who murdered these these women both wow. in 1985 and 1990 and that's a problem like you should make me care about the murders the murders the murder the, the freaking victims you should have made me care about them and i didn't care like it was sad what happened, but and I, but that's the thing with the movie and when it takes place. It takes place in the nine, 1990 in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. where crime was extremely high. Like they're trying to find one person because all these victims were stabbed. Yeah, and that's their reasoning behind it being one person. That is a weak version of why <laughs> someone is a serial killer. Like that, that's not that's not a serial killer. That's just a couple of people that all just got stabbed. <laughs> like they say that they staged them, but we only ever see one murder. Yeah. So we're just taking it as a grain of salt that they are all connected. And 
and then it leads to the whole idea of like what you were saying earlier about how like the cops are trying to make this guy the bad guy. Yeah. And if that's the movie you're trying to make, you failed at making me see it or like make that known. No, and, but see that's the thing. Like you like the things you just mentioned is like they don't interact with the other character the the main character, right? Or the main villain or whatever, right? That's the whole point. They're building their own narrative in their own head. They're they're making up a narrative at this point, right? But and that's not a character study. That's just that, a, that's yeah, not a character start- study. You're looking at then you're just looking at how cops create a narrative. That's like how that's like making a murderer. That's yeah, literally. Then that's not what you said it was. The movie, you said the movie was about trying to figure out who. Uh, yeah, but you're analyzing these. Study. Yeah, you're analyzing these characters. It's mainly just about these characters. But you're not really analyzing. There's no real discussion going on between them. There's no discussion about. But you can, other than like, you're studying oh, the character, creepy. not like the movie's studying. Like, hey, look at this guy. But He's like, kind of weird. Like, they don't give me enough information about the characters to really even make an opinion. And that's the thing is like, Rami Malek character is extremely, extremely a good example of that. Like, he is a young cop who has been successful. Yeah. And he can't figure out one case, and everybody's turning on him. Mm-hmm. That's the assumption I just made, but it's not made prevalent in the story. Then no one's really going after him. In fact, all the cops are like, you should just take a break. Just move it to the FBI, whatever. Yeah. No one cares. Make a story about Rami Malek trying to be obsessed and show the obsession. There is no obsession there. He's just kind of like, I want to know that this guy did it. And then before <laughs> that, I want to know that this pervert did it who shot himself in the head. And then, like, it's funny because it's just one of those things about crime thrillers that I really love is that you leave it open-ended, right? Which is the same problem that you said about the, sh- the in the shadow of the moon. Yeah. They kind of wrap it up in a bow and you know everything that happened and it's kind of simplistic and there is no real villain. Yeah. Here, they don't wrap it up in a bow. Yeah. But also there is no real mystery. Like, there, there's no mystery yes. because I don't care. Like, as, a per- as an individual watching this, like, I don't care who murdered these people. And that sucks. I should be like, who did it? Who freaking did it? I only have typically one person who might have done it or two technically if you think about the dude who shot himself but like that's it and other than that there's no point there's no there's no showing me the evidence there's no showing me the crime scenes there's nothing there it's not a and that's the thing is like you're trying to say not you but like the producers are trying to market it as a crime thriller and it's not it's not like prisoners it's not like zodiac it's not like seven it's not like all these other movies that came before it that like actually are trying to represent a mystery to it and this is if it's a character study then just call it a drama Mm. and like i get it that it's a medium that you're trying to use a different medium to tell the story of how we judge people prematurely yeah i've already seen that story and i've seen it done better and ironically it's on a tv show that we both fucking loved it was uh, american vandal Season one. Oh my god, and dude, like, that's a comedy it, though. Yeah, but it, but but that you, doesn't count. Yes, it does because you even agreed with me when we watched when you told me to watch it. Like, it is about the story of someone being told that they did it when they didn't even do it, and yeah. this is kind of how the story is. It's a character story of trying to figure out if this person did it based upon what you know of the character, yeah. and it's kind of like eh, whatever. And like they like you mentioned the line when we were talking uh, that one night where we were hanging out is like. <laughs> the, the, one of the best lines in the whole movie is when freaking Jared Leto's like, and if you believe me right now, yeah. we can go home we'll and get tacos. tacos. Yeah. Like, great, great line, great delivery. Yeah. And it comes in the last 12, 10, 20 minutes of the movie. I don't know, man. I really like this movie. I think it g- gives out a good message. Well, not a good message. <laughs> nah, it, it gives out a really kill, strong... Kill a murder. <laughs> no, no. It, give, it gives a strong message that, like, sometimes cops can be twisted. 
and and they'll hide and whatever mm-hmm. and they'll but in their eyes they're like no i did it for like you trust me he did it and then right. we're like and we're like dude you don't know that mm-hmm. and it's like you you see a window into both I don't know. I saw a window into both eyes, and maybe maybe we saw two different movies. It seems like because I feel like you saw like a really boring movie. It was really boring, and I saw like uh, something like I thought that was really good, but I don't know. Maybe that was just me. I mean, it's got a really low score on everything else, so it's not like it's not that it's like a bad movie. I just think that there was a lot of the middle that could have been got. There's a thing when when people write books. That they that people say like oh you have to get past the big swamp swampy middle mm-hmm. and this movie couldn't get past it and it tries to like wrap everything up in the last thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. There's like little good details that happen, but there's a lot of like okay this is kind of just there's nothing going on here. I'm like I'm kind of wasting my time. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now, it's a movie I should have watched in two times speed. <laughs> it probably would have been better. I if I watched it in two times speed, oh my me God. and you probably would have been on the same page. And I'm like, it was <laughs> incredible. Like, and that's the thing is, like, there was not enough. I didn't care enough about the characters to even get that interested in the movie. Mm. And it sucks. Like, it's lame because like I feel like there was so much potential in the story, and they kind of let it all fall flat. Like even. And that's the thing about crime thrillers is like at the end you always go like do you think he did it or who do you think the killer was or who did yeah. this and in this movie I'm kind of like what? I don't think you that's the thing I don't think this movie wanted you to think well of any of them any of the characters they they wanted you to think like all these people are bad like kind okay, of well and successful they did it <laughs> great I could have you could have just told me that you could have just told me. People are bad. Cops make oh mistakes all the time, and I would have I would have saved myself two hours. You could do that with any fucking movie. Nah, I know because yes. no. Here's the thing: because the way they did it wasn't interesting. It wasn't a movie. It was just it wasn't a movie. It wasn't a documentary. It was just there. It was like if I wrote a fucking five paragraph essay by a college uh, a high school student. I think. Where you get a, lost and you repeat yourself fifty times in the middle. I think you're wrong about this one, George. I think it was really good. Uh People listening, you all can tell us. You guys can watch the movie and let us know what you guys think, okay? Because I don't think me and you are going <laughs> to convince the other one. No, or, no or But that's what people come. It's just yeah. to hear our opinions on this movie. To hear us talk about <laughs> it back and forth and actually know that's the reason that we make this podcast. Yeah, dude. Oh. Could have been better. I honestly right. think it could have been better. So what's your score on this one? Like a six. Like a six? Mm. That's probably being nice. That's funny, cause I'm actually gonna give it like a seven point seven. <laughs> there you go, reverse the two movies. <laughs> Honestly, like that's no. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me see. Seven point seven might even be a little lower. That's the thing about the two movies. Is I, that, think like, I think it's seven point nine. I think you, as a listener, watch, like listening to this, you can watch both of them, and you'll. There's people out there who will like one more than the other. And I think that's just the point of the movies. And they were they're two years apart that were made. So. Yeah, and then honestly, like they're 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 both using the same uh, category. Yeah, crime thriller. Crime thriller, and I feel like. And uh, then they have a third subcategory. In them. Yeah, one sci-fi, and the other one's like a character study. Uh, the like other one's drama. Dra- drama. It yeah. is actually drama. And I feel like, like, I don't know, like if you don't like the other one, you'll like. Yeah. Yeah, you like the I other. I agree. I think that there's people... I don't think... 
there might be somebody out there who likes both of them, who mm-hmm. probably likes them both for their own reasons, and that's that. I mean, yeah. I understand it. I was, I was more excited about going in and watching like a crime thriller, and what I got was not that. It was barely something that was kind of mediocrely interesting. Told you, man, we should watch Silence of the Lambs. I mean, I said yes. You were all like, nah, <laughs> never mind. And I was like, okay. Nah, that's cool. I mean, I, lo- I dig those movies, and that's a character study right there. <laughs> He's literally a psychologist. In the movie. I don't know. At the end of the day, they're all right. I mean, what did you say? You, you, I was just trying to fill time while you figured out your score. I said uh, 7.9. So you bumped it up point two. Yeah, I was going to bring it up to an 8, actually, because I thought... I just really enjoyed it, like mm-hmm. me personally. But there is a lot that's like, I don't know. That something's like holding me back from giving it a full eight. I don't know. Probably because it wasn't good. <laughs> no, it's not that. I don't know. I watched it twice. You watched it twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a movie I would watch twice. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed the movie. But oh well. Yeah. It was, it was okay. You guys can go ahead and jump on the Instagram page and let us know what you thought. Uh, tell us tell us if we're wrong about one movie. Tell us if we're right about them. Let us know who you think the murderer was in the little <laughs> things because that's pretty open-ended, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that one's actually pretty open-ended. I, I really like that they did that. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. That's a, that's a trope that you do in crime thrillers. You don't really tell the audience yeah. who done it and that's important and I that's the only thing they actually did to stick true to the actual like crime thriller aspect of yeah. a movie so uh, I don't know what we're gonna watch next this coming week oh no we do we're gonna yes. watch the the Snyder Cut the Snyder Cut we're Comes just gonna talk about the Snyder Cut though right we're yeah talk we'll about talk about else? the Snyder Cut and then we're not gonna watch any of the movies just keep in mind that if you're when you watch the Snyder Cut or if you watch the regular Justice League movie um, I will I think we'll have a discussion about what DC does. Maybe we'll go into a more of a of a what should they do to fix their problem. Like steps forward. Yeah, like what they need to do to fix. Because yeah. uh, obviously we'll have a discussion of why they shouldn't do what Marvel's doing or what if they should do what Marvel's doing. We'll each mm-hmm. come up with an idea of what DC should do in the future and mm-hmm. how they should like figure this whole mess out that they've created with their movies. Because some movies are fantastic. And others are terrible. <laughs> and that's a conversation that definitely will take place in the next coming episode. All right, guys. Go watch some movies.